snowing. All right, mail. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 333. Jason Lingren is with me, and Clive DeCarl is back. Uh, we're going to cover some very interesting ideas here. I won't give away the whole idea here, but basically, there is a claim that one of the most amazing health elements has come onto the world stage, having been studied for, I don't know, almost a decade or something like that. One of the quickest patents ever, which is a bit ironic because I was involved in bamboo and people kept patenting kinds of bamboo, which is against the rules. God made that. You can't patent what God made, but our guest Clive is going to tell you how and why and what uh, on all these things. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. And a very fine summer day it is. All right, let's jump right in. Welcome, Clive. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Thank you. Hey, our pleasure. So lead us in, Clive. What what are we going to address here? Okay, well, this is probably the most interesting thing I've ever talked about. Um, you know, as most people know, you can't patent a natural product. It, it's just not allowed because nature is nature, as you said. So there has been an exception, and in fact, there have been three exceptions, three three patents, and they were granted in record time. I think the, the last time a patent was registered faster was in 1791. These patents were registered faster than Tesla's patents or Edison's patents. And the reason they went through so fast is that they're unarguable. And how, how it worked was that you can patent a natural substance if it's prepared you know, in, in your patentable way, special way, if shown what the patent is, nobody could logically work out what the results would be. And this is the case with this. Nobody could have predicted the the results except for the inventor. Let me just read you a few snippets of what the patent, the granted patent, covers. A method of claim uh, wherein said disease is kidney disease, MRSA infection, MDS hematological disease, prostate cancer, eczema, uh, and a whole list of other things from psoriasis to dermatitis, uh, lichen planus, um, basal cell carcinomas. um, And these are all granted patents. Now, nobody's ever done this before. It fixes the part of the body that uh, creates Parkinson's. It regulates hemoglobin, platelet count, I mean, I could just go on and on because the list is absolutely huge. And what's important is is how it actually works. Now, there have been studies uh, done over uh, the last nine years, and uh, they are immense. And there's a website called metasoma.info where you can re- read all about it. Now, what's it made from? It's made from... Polycosinols. What is that, Clive? What is a polycosinol? Polycosinol, you're super familiar with because you probably eat them every day. They are on the, they're the waxy part of the outside of a leaf or the outside of a fruit or vegetable. There's lots of it, for instance, uh, in potato skins. There's lots of it in whole grain rice flour. Uh, it, it's, it's ubiquitous. It's actually uh, pretty much everywhere. And, it, you know, you can get a supplement on online of uh, oligosinols. But this one is totally, totally different. Um, you know, uh, we've all heard of uh, nanometers, how, how small they are. And some people have heard that 
nano-sized particles can be dangerous. And this can be true if it's a man-made nanoparticle that is uh, a million miles away from nature, let's say. But this is just a, a small particle. You, you, you dissolve um, things in water and they can go to nano-size. You know, think of homeopathy, you know, it's even beyond that. So they've made a nano-emulsion of an extract of the polycosinol and uh, the ingredients are that it's 98, over 98% water in the bottle. And the water is special too. And uh, you know, the longest lived people in the world, uh, who are the Hunza, uh, they live in a valley where there's glacial meltwater. And the water was one of the things that made them live uh, for a long time. You know, there were women giving birth over 70 years old, not that long ago. They were watering uh, the crops with it as well. So the wax on the outside has a protective function because the outside of any fruit or vegetable is really designed, so or tuber, so that if an insect or some predator were to attack it, you know, the outside is uh, what's hopefully going to put, put the insect off or predator off. However, in amongst the poison, so to speak, is the polycosinols. So this... Material, totally natural material, seems to have the quality of restoring one's DNA to its natural balance. It's as though the material has intelligence in as much as whatever is the health problem that's the, at the top of the list, it deals with that first and then the next one and the next one down the list. It's very, very interesting how it works. And the inventor worked for decades in the pharmaceutical industry, funnily enough. And, uh, you know, I think 30 or so years, his name is uh, Dr. Raghavan. And um, he had a, a revelation, a realization that um, there must be one product out there that must solve everybody's problems. So he went out looking for it. And, you know, as you know, what you think happens if you want it to enough, and it's within the sort of divine plan, you might say. So he discovered that the actions of this product are really multifaceted, as the studies showed. The research has been phenomenal on, on this particular product, and the actions that it can take, I'll, I'll try and explain, but you, you might want to interrupt at this point. Yeah, let, let's, uh, let's cut down to the chase. So what are we talking about here, Clive? Is there going to be a bottle, a pill? or some kind of device that is making this available? And I guess I got to ask the obvious question. If this was just patented, uh, wouldn't we expect to see pharmaceutical companies making a problem here pretty quick? Pharmaceutical companies can't have people getting healed, can they? Uh, their business gets damaged if people get healthy. So those are two things I'd bring up. Firstly, what is it? Will we get a, a liquid? You mentioned water. Will it be in a pill? Or is there some kind of device that will be required to have access to this? elemental thing no it's inexpensive and it's simply a little spray a little little tiny spray bottle five sprays uh, in the mouth every day that that's all you have to do and it's the idea is that it triggers your own body to go back into balance to reach homeostasis so for instance um many people's internal organs are coated with like a layer of mucus, something a little bit like that. And one of the actions appears to be that it clears that around the organ. So diabetics have, in the studies, um, 
essentially become not diabetic. Uh, blood pressure uh, seems to balance that uh, very, very rapidly in, in many cases. There are a host of regulatory genes that are affected by this product. So one of the things that it does is it seems to allow human beings for the first time to fully regenerate, uh, recycle vitamin C and vitamin D. Now, there have been products that sort of come a little close to this, but vitamin C is probably, along with magnesium, one of the biggest answers to everybody's health issues. So you know, we're one of the few mammals on the planet who doesn't have the ability to fully recycle vitamin C. So vitamin C can, well, there's a wonderful book by a medical doctor, Dr. Thomas Levy, called Curing the Incurable, which is all about vitamin C being used for something like 70 years, reversing polio, reversing every disease that we would call infectious, from smallpox to the flu, what have you. So um, the ability for us to recycle vitamin C is massive because, as you know, because food isn't fresh anymore, uh, vitamins deteriorate with time and heat and so on. So all of us are vitamin deficient because it's not in the foods the way it used to be. So this material, uh, it's hard to know where to start because there's, there's so much information on it. Well, let's do a couple things. First of all, um, the patent went through, which to me means it got the nod. Uh, that must mean that it's coming to market or will be soon. Uh, can folks get a hold of it? Actually, I'll ask you the $64,000 question. Can you get a hold of it? Uh, it is on the website. Uh, there is a two-month back order time at the moment. And this is just not because it's really been hugely publicized, but um, over the study period, people have realized how enormous uh, this is. Just enormous. I hate to do what I'm about to do, um, but uh, go ahead and give out your site information. I'm sure you're going to get blown up, and I'm sure that's going to make the waiting period. Although I will say, Clive, I still get magnesium and many what I consider staple things from you all the time. And the whole process of coming from the UK to where I am on the East Coast of the United States, not like it was during Covidius Minimus. It's getting here much more quickly, and it doesn't look like all the boxes have been you know, it looks like someone played hockey with some of those other boxes I got. Um, but back to the point, uh, it's on your site. What is your site? Where can people find it? If you'd be kind enough to say it, because for legal reasons in, in the, the United Kingdom, uh, I don't want to be... Put it in the chat, Clive, and I'll do my, I'll do my part. Essentially, it's my name with a com at the end. You know, it's, it's pretty easy to figure out. Oh, so that, that part of it, you want me to say, okay. But if that's what you were re referring to, but if they look under the products, they'll find it. It's called Metasoma, spelled M-E-T-A-S-O-M-E-R. But if you accidentally misspell it and put it Soma like with an A on the end, it'll also link immediately to the site. And it's uh, the price is incredibly reasonable. It's, it's, it's around $50 for a month's supply. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to do this because as you can tell, uh, our world is run by ridiculous ideas where people can't even say their website. So Clive's site is Clive, D-D-E, Carl, C-A-R-L-E. So that would be S, or I'm sorry, C-L-I-V-E-D-E-C-A-R-L-E, Clive D Carl.com. 
course, that's one solid word when it's used as a web address. And uh, what is the name of the product one more time, Clive? Metasoma. All right, there it is, Metasoma. That's kind of a strange name. Usually when I see, uh, oh, is that why the patent came in? Usually when I see the prefix meta, that implies to me that it was made by human hands or something to that effect. Um, Is that part of the patenting idea? Uh, No, it's more to do with the original product name. The product name has changed over the years as their sort of ideas of what's the best name for it has changed. So when when you look at the patents and the studies, you'll see that uh, it's had another name, which was uh, Metadicol, and uh, the meta part of the new name comes from that. Well, I got to say, you know, what was it, Clive, a year ago or something when the VA was telling me they had to cut my finger open to figure to fix trigger figure and you hooked me up with some magnesium that you make special? My finger is great compared to what it was. It's, it's not the problems. And that's really when I started concentrating a lot more on the idea of supplements as a thing. So I got to ask, how long have you had access to this substance and have you been using it yourself? I've only had access to it uh, for literally days. I've known about it for a little time, but actually getting my hands on some has been difficult because I had to take it from the manufacturer's personal supply and his wife wasn't happy. So, um, you know, you you can understand that when people hear about this, it's natural to want it and want it now. So it comes in three different forms um, because it seems to positively affect every skin condition imaginable that they make it as a cream and a gel as well to make it sort of easier to apply but you can spray the uh the spray that you spray in your mouth you could dilute it by a hundred times and disinfect your house with it it's um it, it it's a truly remarkable and extraordinary product and uh, and the idea that for the first time a patent's been granted uh, for for prostate cancer and basal cell carcinoma, you know that's that. If this was a medical drug from the pharmaceutical industry, you know, this would put a trillion dollars on their balance sheet. Yeah, but they, <laughs> well, I suppose maybe they could get recurring customers. But we know the model. We we know the model there, don't we? They'd be charging a hundred thousand pounds a pop. <laughs> Well, I think I can hear Jason thinking out loud about his household. Um, So I I guess I'll get him in, but uh, well, I'll save it. Well, my first question is, if it's actually doing something good, which it sounds like it is, what's the pushback from the mainstream industry? Because they don't like those kinds of things. Well, they've yet to wake up from a banning it because it's in some way a legal point of view. That's very hard because it's a totally natural product. I, I can explain in a minute what it's made from, which will surprise you as well. Its claims the the danger is that people on behalf of the company start making claims about what's really happening. They go onto Twitter or Facebook or something, and they say, "This is you know you can't use these words in England." Cured my something or other, and that would give the authorities conceivably an excuse to say, "Oh well, people are making claims." What I've been suggesting to the inventor and the manufacturer is that. Very few people should sell it. I mean, what happened, let's say, in the essential oil market, the two big companies, Young Living and uh, doTERRA, they got a cease and desist warning from the FDA. They said, look, you're a multi-level marketing company, and the people who are working for you as the multi-level marketers 
are making claims that are highly illegal and they threaten to shut the companies down because of the people making claims. So uh, that's about, I think, the only risk that I can think of. I mean, it's hard for them to close down a natural product without, without the, you know, this is such an important product, I think, that if they tried to shut it down, um, hopefully enough people would be vocal about it and that enough countries are involved that if they stop the manufacture in one country, it would pop up in another, that, that sort of thing. Well, they did just shut the whole world down and it took, uh, what, a year plus for any significant number of people to catch on. But do you know how it's actually made and what is the source for the making? Well, you'll laugh. Um, it's the sugar cane. It's sugar cane. So sugar, one of the sort of <laughs> uh, scourges of the world, also turns out to be the other way around. So uh, the story started with um, the, the inventor, uh, Dr. Raghavan, is from India, and he just, he found out that there was a, a, a healing temple. You know, in India, there's a god for everything, and there was a healing temple. And what they used to do is to take jaggery, which is like raw, unprocessed, uh, dried sugarcane juice, and put it in this pool of water, and it was supposed to cure a whole host of diseases. And jaggery has a high proportion of the uh, polysaccharides, polycosinols, I can never quite say that right. And um, that set him thinking that the answer to what he was searching for, he was searching for the, for the one answer, w- w- was there in that product. And that, that's indeed what it's made from. You could make it e- easily from rice. You could make it from many other natural materials, um, but because of the jaggery health connection, that was the one he went for. When we're talking about making it, walk us through that process. You know, we're starting to see spagyrics or the alchemy of the plant kingdom coming back online. We're starting to see more people take an interest, and this would be the ideas, and this is very basic. I'm not going to get into this, but the idea of tinctures and other things, um, which are coming from quality quality minds that have gotten back into the older way of spagyrics. So what would this be, Clive? Are we talking about distilling? Are we ta- what, what are we talking about to take a piece of sugar cane and extract what you're after here? Well, essentially, it's fabulously simple. It's down to the size of uh, the product being, forgive me, I can't quite remember, but something like one nanometer or something like that. And um, that was basically it. There's nothing... There's nothing super magical that I understand about it. I mean, obviously, I haven't talked to Dr. Raghavan in huge detail about the manufacturing process, other than uh, he says that there's, relatively speaking, uh, as far as the basic material is concerned, an unlimited supply. You know, tons can be created rapidly. Yeah. You know, what always blows my mind, you know, what we're talking about here is, you know, sugar is basically known to be one of the big detrimental things that was introduced into our world, processed sugar. And yet here you are talking about the sugar before it's tampered with providing this miracle substance or whatever they're going to call it. When I was in Okinawa in the Marine Corps, I don't know, I'd been on island about a week and we were going out, they acclimate you to the place. And we went to this place where they made a uh, sake with the snake in the bottle and other things, but they had this big old honking ox spinning a rock wheel, grinding sugar cane from a field right there. And you get to taste it. And it's a whole other experience when it's brown. It's like this brown liquid for one thing. And when you taste it, 
the feeling you get is akin, not the taste or not the texture, but the feeling is akin to honey. Like when you eat honey, you know, you just ate something wholesome. You just know uh, the, the feeling washes over your body. And so this is the whole thing made by men. Why can't they just take that product and use it as it is? Why do they got to, you know, bleach it and do all this other stuff until it's basically almost a poison? Um, it never ceases to amaze me, Clive, what industry does when it's all provided there. And not only that, think about it. If you took sugarcane and just ground it and used it with as few steps as possible, your cost would go down. And yet that's not what we see. Um, they got to change it lock, stock and barrel and refine it and do all these things to it, which is a higher cost. And at the end of the day, still the cost of a pound of sugar is negligible. See where I'm going here? Well, quite. Uh, but I mean, you know, the powers that be partly respond to desire of the public. I mean, there was a big thing for quite a long time that products need to be white and that white was associated with cleanliness and godliness. And so white flour, white sugar and so on were actually quite called for. But it's interesting that you mentioned Okinawa because that's one of the other places where people uh, live for an extraordinary length of time. Right. Two of the main crops there are, as you say, sugarcane and rice. Now, sugarcane and rice being perhaps the highest uh, polycosinol-containing materials, yeah, maybe that has part of the explanation. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I think it's number two or number three. I don't remember anymore, and that was long ago when I saw it. But even just living there for a couple of years, I, I would see a guy coming outside the Marine Corps kind of fenced off areas where we were doing the Marine thing, there would be these tiny little patches of land where it was family gardens that I guess had been there ancestrally. There'd be a dude on a bike. I swear it looked like he must've been over a hundred and he's riding his bike to work every day. I used to know more to that story, but I've kind of forgot. I might think of it later, but it is true. If you go around to Okinawa, there are so many people that are well into their 80s doing things that people in America quit doing in their 50s. It's quite astounding. Part of it is what they eat, as you say. Their diet plays a big role. But the other piece of that, we are told, and I witnessed it, is uh, family. They're interconnected. They're very social. And they, you know, they don't do what we do. Here, here in this country, when people get old, they stop seeing people. They start staying home and being isolated. But Jason, did you finish your thought there? Or do you want to add to this? Well, I'd, I'd love to hear more about the process of what's actually going on in the body when you start taking this, how long it takes to build up, what's going on as you're adding it in day after day. Well, it can take effect almost immediately. The more ill somebody is, the more likely they will notice the difference. Uh, the inventor said, you know, he's obviously tested it on himself, but the first thing that happened was he lost his beer belly. Hmm. And... Uh, I've got an interview with the uh, inventor and with the manufacturer that I would recommend people to seek out. Maybe you can give us an intro, Clive. I will. Um, we haven't got them up on any site at the moment other than the Secret Health Club. I see. But I will give you, uh, in time to put with the show notes, it, it, where else to, to find them. Uh, they, they should be on, on Rumble and, and everything, everything except YouTube, I suppose. All right. I see, I see where you're going here. Maybe it's not helpful for a platform like this to shine a spotlight. Um, I'm already, as we're doing this, Clive, I'm actually trying to work out in my mind how I'm even going to title this episode. You know, you want to get information out that'll help people that's valid, but at the same time, you have to, you know, look, look how I do things. My title never tells you it's on 
to avoid censorship because when I get censored, the people who are associated inherit some censorship. It's happened many times. And the descriptions. So I've already kind of in my mind, I'm thinking, don't name, don't name the element. You know, how do you talk about these things? But as soon as you said secret health club, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, but it, it, it's not that I'm, I've just, you know, you're the very first person I've ever publicly spoken to about this material. And, uh, you know, obviously one thinks about uh, the security of everything, but if it just gets out there really fast and everybody knows what it's called, uh, it becomes much harder to stop. It's affordable. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that it will make a, a huge splash uh, in the world. What I'd like to do, Clive, is I'd like to do what I always do with the things you provide me. I'd like to try them. I'd like to have my wife try them. And then from firsthand experience, come back to speak with people. I can't speak highly enough of such common things as zinc and magnesium as an example. I don't go a day without these things. Matter of fact, I don't go a day without a little bit of iodine now because I know that I'm up to speed and a little bit of your fulvic minerals. These are basics. Um, it's just, I used to look at it like we should be getting all this stuff from food, but as you point out, it's very difficult to find food that's been grown in, in the way that it used to be grown but I'd like to try this and then come back and, and talk about the firsthand experience. Well, uh, precisely. I mean, I spoke to Dr. Raghavan uh, the other day and I said, well, you, you, you do realize that uh, by releasing this product, uh, you're going to destroy my existing business entirely <laughs> because that is the potential of it. It's bizarre. It's almost beyond uh, belief. I mean, you know, what's happening is that it's, acting on all our nuclear receptors in as much as it's communicating directly with each cell, it does things that are extraordinary. I mean, there's, a, there's something that's called TNF-alpha, which is the material that people with Parkinson's have. It blocks the TNF-alpha receptors, so um, suddenly Parkinson's can just, the symptoms known as Parkinson's, can just go away. It balances blood cell size, so... Depending on the right size of the cell depends on its permeability and you know how how well it functions. So on super basic levels with it within the body, it is directly affecting them. I got to ask you this because this is another thing I noticed: uh, the pharmaceutical commercials on TV have gotten steadily worse, where they're basically now openly saying, "Oh, you had this rash here, take this, but it might kill you, or you might ruin your liver, or you might stroke out." I mean, the side effects have gotten just so in your face, bizarre. I wonder at anyone ever agreeing to take it. But here's my question. You're talking about size and there's a word called titration or titration, which I hope you're going to know something about. I first became familiar with it with cell salts um, because there's this idea that the plant makes all these salts, these inorganic minerals, but the way the plant does it, it's ready to go and be absorbed by your body because God made that. Now, when man gets involved, if I understand this correctly, titration or titration, at least with the cell salts, is about getting the particles small enough to be absorbable. But I'm noticing this other thing in the pharmaceutical ads on TV. They keep saying no titration necessary. Do you know anything about all that? Why, why would they even bother to say no, no titration or no titration necessary? Do you have any take on that, Clive? Uh, well, they could be just relating to it doesn't need uh, diluting in any way. Is that what it's saying? It's not about the size of the particle if you say titration? 
do you know, I, I can't answer that because I've heard the word many times and never actually bothered to or needed to actually get the definition of what it really is. So I, I'm, mm. I'm in the same spot as you. Well, it's a thing, you know, when, when you start seeing these pharmaceutical ads that are so just basically you would have to be brain damaged to hear that and then agree to take the medication. I mean, that's a fact. And I know part of it's lowering of the human mind, but it's also a bold affront, right? It, it, it would be an interesting show for us to do if we went back like 10 years, if we could still get a hold of material to research to show what are the side effects they're talking about then compared to now. As I've shared with other people, my mother some 10 years ago or something took a simple nose spray designed to help you keep breathing well at night and she lost her sense of smell and taste. Um, and so I'm just pointing out that the, the bold affront to what's acceptable is just, uh, the, the epidemic levels, the things they're talking about strokes and just, it goes on and on that, you know, pay attention next time you see an advertisement on television for any given pharmaceutical. And the other weird thing is there seems to be three main types of, uh, chemicals, I guess I'll say like they'll end in M a B that's a popular one. I was, I was making lists because I wanted to do a show on how the pharmaceuticals get named. And as I started doing just some minor research on my own part, I realized this is, you need somebody who understands better than I possibly can from research, but it's like a whole thing, Clive, what's going on with pharmaceuticals. And I know Jason's thinking it as soon as this becomes available, they'll figure out a reason to make it illegal. They will do their best, but hopefully uh, there'll be so many labs making it around the world that that won't be really able, you know, who knows. But uh, I'd like to think on the positive side, uh, optimistically, that, you know, the light's going to win in the end and the dark aren't going to win. Uh, and it's things like this that maybe will wake people up through the fact that their next door neighbour has tried it and bam, suddenly, you know, they're, they're no longer insulin resistant or their cholesterol's all balanced, you know, the triglycerides have balanced out, you know, they, um, their obscene bar has disappeared or whatever whatever it is because it's just simply a trigger to make the body, if you like, reassess itself, to make the body look at the toxins that are in it and trigger uh, detoxification, you know, that kind of thing, to trigger the body to, if you like, remember how to absorb minerals and vitamins and amino acids and vitamin D and, and so on from the food again, from the sunlight again. You know, it is, I think, essential to understand that to get the benefits of this sort of material, um, it, it, that the benefits are going to be hugely higher if you change your lifestyle and stop eating processed food, stop eating any food that is likely to have been sprayed with a herbicide, fungicide, pesticide, larvicide, or any other nasty material because we've got a choice. We're either going to poison ourselves and our family or we're not. We're either going to support big agriculture, big pharma, uh, uh, or not. And we've got to decide we're, we're not for uh, multinationals destroying the planet and our lives. Uh, we're going to change our habits today to healthy eating and healthy drinking. And I mean by that, you know, organic food or naturally grown food you've grown yourself or encourage you know, a farmer to grow it for you, whatever it takes to step away from the poisoned food in most supermarkets.
Well, I feel like there's a change point, you know, we're going through heavy change right now. And I understand what nature shows me to be true. Uh, the idea of evil is not allowed by nature indefinitely. And the reason is, is because of our idea of what we would call evil. It's one-sided, isn't it? It doesn't give a damn about giving back or doing this. It's, it's a very selfish, self-centered activity. If you boil down most things we consider evil, and that's not what nature allows for in the long run, you have to contribute back. And so when we think of all the things you just mentioned, there's a, there's a shelf life. I, I believe as a matter of fact, Clive, it's gotten so bad. I'm taking care of my 90 year old mother. And every time I have to think about the annual checkup, I almost view going into the doctor's office as a visit with the enemy now. These people 10 years ago destroyed her sense of smell and taste. In a sane time, that would have been a malpractice suit for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Within my lifetime, that probably would have been the reaction. And yet, when I go there now, I feel like I'm a defender. It's like the whole time I'm there, I'm saying, don't stick a needle in her. Don't inoculate her. Don't put her on drugs. They had her on a blood thinner. When, when this all started to go south, they have my mom on a blood thinner. And it turns out I've met, I don't know, 15 elderly people that are all on blood thinners now. My best childhood friend just called me up, said he lost his father. You know what? He was on a blood thinner and he fell, started bleeding, and they couldn't stop it. They ended up, I won't even describe on the air what they did to this man that basically ended up ending his life, but they couldn't deal with what they needed to do because the blood thinner had to be stopped to stop the blood thinner caused a stroke. When my mom had her auto accident, she was on a blood thinner. Um, they couldn't do the surgery because the blood won't clot. Um, so it was a whole pro process of me taking control and calling up one day to the doctor's office. Why the hell is, is my mom on this blood thinner? Nobody knows. Oh, well, it's probably to prevent high blood pressure. I said, well, does she have high blood pressure? No. And nobody could tell me why she was on it. So I took her off everything. My mom's 90, doesn't take any drugs. But now here I am again, Clive. And I know a lot of people are thinking what I'm saying. They're lining her up to go in for her annual checkup. And I'm like putting on my armor. I'm getting ready to go in there with freaking a shield in my hand to block all the full frontals. Oh, well, she's 90. And she's got dementia. So here's some chemicals for that. Uh, oh, her blood pressure looks a little wrong. Here's some chemicals for that. I mean, this is unsustainable, Clive. And that's why what you're talking about gives me real hope. Because I'm guessing a lot of people listening are, have a similar mindset where I, I'm at the point, I'm not going to the damn doctor unless there is no other choice. That's where I am right now. It's kind of funny. 150 years ago, I don't think everybody needed their blood thinned. Now in the 21st century... Everybody needs their blood thinned. When I heard the horrific story of what they did to this man, I, I can't even say it on the air. Out of respect to the family, I will not say on the air what they did. Um, and it's all because of what we're accepting as medicine. You get to an age, and that's another thing. Whenever there's a medical anything, the first question is, will you please list all the drugs that, that you know this person is on? And I say none. And they, they're incredulous. How can that be 90 years old and she's not on any drugs? I said, that's probably why she's 90 years old. And it's like, I have to defend this mindset that nature is nature and that everything doesn't have to be screwed with or drugged or, you know, I feed her well, I take care of her. I walk her as much as I can. And yeah, we don't need blood thinner, but it, it's like, a full frontal assault just to do simple medical checkups or what I used to think of as simple medical checkups. 
Well, of course, the best blood thinner in the world is free. It's called water. The idea of going to a doctor for a checkup, I would suggest, is a, possibly a thought that you want to rethink because uh, your mother wants to keep her health intact. Doctors don't study health. They study drugs and so on. So what's the point of going for a checkup with a doctor whose options are surgery, radiation, or drugs? Why not go to a health specialist whose options are, you know, drink more water, you know, try some magnesium or vitamin C, you know? Good point, Clive. And I'll say another thing. Um, my mind's set over the last six or seven years has switched so much like you know you ever see when people get to be 90 and they've got the typical liver spots um which by the way dmso um i'm just saying that's all i'll say but they get these crusty white i don't know the word i want to say is carbuncle but i know it's not right but it's like this crusty white looking scab on their skin the simple microdosing of a melange of all 12 cell salts has pretty much done away with these little, I don't know what they are. You know what I'm talking about, Clive? It looks like a white scab. It's just a crusty place on the skin that's white. Yes, and, uh, well, that's fantastic. I mean, self-fantastic. I mean, for liver spots, age, age spots, selenium. She gets it. Your selenium every day. Have you noticed them go down? Yes, everything about her skin has been better. And now that it's, I'm realizing as I speak with you, I could be equating one thing that's not, solely responsible, but I've noticed, see, I microdose a melange of all 12 cell salts. I do it three or four times a day, just a tiny amount, um, because I've been reading what the old masters, Rosicrucians and Dr. Kieran, all these others, their ideas about cell salt. And it occurred to me, why am I taking the time to try to, first of all, figure out a sky clock, which befuddles me if I want to be honest and try to figure out what I'm deficient in when these are inorganic minerals and I could just microdose as a regular way of life, ensuring that I'm up to snuff unless something's really wrong with me. And I've noticed all kinds of things. My hair is stronger. I always had really weak fingernails my whole life. As a matter of fact, I bit my fingernails. If I tried to bite my fingernails now, I'd break a damn tooth. But it occurs to me that we did this before when I was talking about cysts and you corrected me uh, by what was likely the cause. Well, one of the studies with metasoma was, was on cysts. If we had video, I could show you. But um, on my videos about it, you can see uh, lots and lots of photographs of uh, recoveries. I mean, there's one where this person was close to gangrene and you saw this man's foot. And you, you could see the bone. It was just ghastly. You know, one of those things where you're told, look away now. And uh, I, think, I think it was 12 weeks later or something, uh, all the skin had grown back uh, uh, to maybe about, I don't know, 80, 90% of something like that. And then later on, you know, this material just uh, allows the body to heal as it is capable of. And it seems it's more capable than of self-repairing than anybody had ever thought. Well, that's the thing. Part of what's got to happen right now is whether you have a spiritual side or not, the idea of made by God matters. If you don't like that word, say made by nature, because you're talking about the same thing in an offhand way at that point. But this is the point, you know, made by men uh, is the concerns of things made by men are much different than the concerns of things made by nature. And early on in this conversation, you were describing uh, metasoma almost as if it had its own intelligence. Well, that's almost anything in nature, isn't it? It fits where it fits. It does what it does. And it does it without fail. 
You don't need to change the damn batteries or do any other thing is what it is. But Clive, what are the important things that you'd like to get into the end of hour one here? The most important thing is to mention the fourth most abundant mineral in everybody's body, which is sulfur. And we all eat sulfur-rich foods, and most of us thrive on sulfur-rich foods. A few of us don't. The sulfur-rich foods often are considered to be things like eggs, garlic, onions, uh, broccoli, kale. There are a number of them. Kale, I don't recommend, by the way, not in any large quantities for various reasons. Hang on, Clive. That's something that's in a lot of like spring mixes and things you buy. Is there anything we could mention about kale? Why that would be bad? Yeah, it's a fad. It's a, it's a full-on fad. I'm with Jason on this. There are two issues, really. One is it's rich in K1. Now, K1 is a fantastic material, but it happens to be a blood thinner. Hmm. Well, everybody wants to thin the blood, so that's good, right? Of course, blood thinners on top of blood thinners can't be good. Everything in moderation, right? So the issue is it's also full of oxalates, spinach, kale, nuts, seeds, quite a number of things, a very high oxalate. And uh, a friend of mine who is in the health industry and should have known better decided he'd go on a full-on oxalate diet, not realizing that a couple of weeks later he'd have to go to the emergency room with kidney stones that the oxalates had created, yet nothing but oxalate-rich food. So, you know, one's got to be careful with, with, with some, yeah, some of the fads you know, can can end up damaging people. You know, juicing too much of the wrong thing can, you know, not not be pleasant sometimes. So sulfur holds our whole body together, right? It's it's the sort of glue, you know, the muscle, the collagen, and so on. It's all sulfur. I mean, pretty much it's like a basic ingredient of our life, really. And alchemical, too, I would point out. Yes. It's in the trinity of alchemy I'm pointing out. Uh, one of the ways to prove that these things work, of course, is with animals. And what do racehorse users give their racehorses to give them more energy and recover faster and so on? Is sulfur uh, in the form of MSM. And for racehorses, it's magic. For any horse owner who's almost certainly familiar with MSM, it's going to be right on the shelf of the, the, the horse remedies. Uh, osteoarthritis is one of the things the horses get. And it can play a huge part in reversing osteoarthritis. And, you know, there's not that much difference between horses and people on some some levels. So it's like a catalyst to make skin and skin muscles and so on work properly. Reduces inflammation. You've got, um, it, it relieves pain in many cases. And how it was really discovered was that in the paper making industry, you know, they cut down the natural sort of organic uh, pine trees or whatever, and they make this paper pulp. And in the old days, the paper pulp makers used to have used to be sort of elbow deep in the pulp water. And uh, MSM is produced as a by well, it's just like DMSO that you know all about. It was a byproduct from the uh, paper industry, and it was noticed that the pulp paper pulp workers were incredibly healthy when the people in the office weren't. And um, uh, so that, that's, that, that's the story of its discovery. But um, you'd think, you know, the fourth most important, most abundant min- mineral in the body, you'd think there'd be an RDA for it, wouldn't you? You know, minimum amount, stop you dying of sulfur. It's not. It, they've left it out for some bizarre reason. Um, yeah, maybe there's a good reason rather than a bizarre one. So 
one of the, the, the important things it does is you can the body can make vitamin B3, which is niacin, which is brilliant for toughening up, making arteries healthy. You know, if you've got a cholesterol issue, it's brilliant for mental health. Um, almost anybody who's got a, some sort of neurological uh, uh, issue, especially relating to happiness, might want to research the work of Dr. Hoffer uh, about niacin reversing everything from pretty much all, all the mental issues, you know, the serious ones. Then uh, it helps make B, B12, which is all about energy and uh, you know, B12 is an incredible material, helps the, the, the body make folate, uh, amino acids. But the biggest one is that those amino acids uh, then allow the body to make glutathione, which is the ultimate antioxidant. So to get rid of poisons, you know, glutathione is, is number one. Uh, to give you an idea, a friend of mine had been ill for ages and they suddenly figured out that it was poisoning from some sort of petroleum fumes. And he had an intravenous of glutathione, one drip, intravenous drip, just one of glutathione, and that completely cured his whole whole problems. So glutathione you know, is, is perhaps the ideal material, along with vitamin C and fulvic minerals and charcoal and a few others, to pull out uh, toxic metals, toxins of pretty much any type. And then uh, what's the next big problem? Let's say you're eating sugar, right, or refined foods. Well, the body responds by creating lactic acid, sometimes mistaken for uh, acid reflux. And um, so sugar makes lactic acid, which, which uh, and then the body uh, creates free radicals, which are really nasty things. You don't want free radicals around. So what does the sulfur do? It not only makes glutathione, but it sulfates uh, metals. So you know, any sulfate, like uh, copper sulfate, zinc sulfate, anything, if it's a, in sulfate form, it's water soluble. So, you know, if, for example, you might be intrigued uh, to know what other sulfates there are around, I mean, there's glucosamine sulfate, chondroitin sulfate, famous for relieving arthritic pain and so on. Then there's hydroxychloroquine sulfate. So how much is the hydroxychloroquine? How much is the sulfur in the sulfate part? They recommend with hydroxychloroquine you take zinc. How much is the hydroxychloroquine? How much is the zinc? Is there a natural alternative to hydroxychloroquine? Yes, there, there is. It's chlorine dioxide, activated chlorine dioxide. So, um, but getting back to sulfur, um, one of the other things that creates glutathione, just as an aside, is orgasms and joy in general. So MSM deals with all sorts of peculiar things you might not have thought of, from vaginal dryness to cancer, to regenerating cells. Some women, uh, just when their periods are stopping, have found their periods restarted for, for a time. Um, the real name is methyl sulfonomethane, by the way. Uh, you can get sulfur in th other foods. You can get them in asparagus. You can get them in fish, uh, some cheese. You know, in the old days, people would go to the sulfur springs, wouldn't they? There are lots in the States, because it would uh, 
you know, reinvigorate them. Inflammatory diseases, eczema, that sort of thing would go away. And sulfur springs, of course, smelt of eggs. And the smell when you cook eggs often is that sulfury smell that we're sort of familiar with. So it can work for allergies. I mean, it's, you know, vitamin C might be my first choice for, to deal with allergies. But um, it, because it sulfates metals, it will sulfate the toxic metals that you don't want in your body. And they may have been there for years. And yes, by eating lots of sulfur-rich foods, another one being ginger, why is ginger so famous? Um, but you've got to eat an awful lot of it. So using MSM as an inexpensive supplement, just a white powder that tastes pretty disgusting, big squeeze of lemon juice or lime juice fresh in it makes it less disgusting. Um, but some people have, again, like the first product we mentioned, got results that they never would have uh, thought of right from um, helping the GI tract to stopping, you know, histamine issues. You know, people who are hyper and just uh, calm them down. It's good for skin and burns. You know, if you, you know, you want for, for fast, rapid healing, sulfur, because we're made of the stuff, it's what's holding us together, as I mentioned. Well, let, let me jump in here, Clive. We're going to have to wrap up hour one. And this is an observation. People always wonder why I'm going back to such old, old ideas. And you just put out the example perfectly. You're pointing out how critically important sulfur is because you're coming back to a natural way of working within nature to understand it. Well, a dude named Paracelsus, which by the way, this is how old it is. If I understand the name, it means equal to or greater than some dude named Celsus. So when he took his alchemist named Paracelsus, there was some other dude even further back that he was comparing his greatness to. And we're talking the 1490s here. And he put forward that the, the, the three primaries, in other words, the three principal, or and that's not right, three primary substances that make all material are sulfur, mercury, and salt. And here you are showing, you know, the way you just described it is exactly the same. You're saying it holds the body together. In alchemy, that would have represented this, the soul. You might say emotions and desires too. Mercury would be the spirit imagination, moral judgment, mental, higher mental facts, you know, the idea of spirit and then salt, of course, is the body. Um, this is the reason that we're always covering the older things. Jason and I just did a thing on uh, how important the tarot is because it's reflecting these ideas that people like Clive who've gone back to nature, they're coming back to the exact same thing. And the sulfur comments he made just proves it. If I wanted to, to carry this into the tarot, I could say that the idea of swords would be air or the sun. I hope I'm getting this right. Coins uh, would be the daughter or earth. Uh, the baton would be fire or the father. And then cups would be the water or the mother. And each of these holding the four elemental principles. The point I'm making here is this has all been figured out a hell of a long time ago. And it's almost like we spent the last few hundred years forgetting everything that worked. And now here we are. And this is why I have real hope. People like Clive, uh, he's not an alchemist, but where's he going? He's going back to nature and nature is taking him to what's true. And his comments on self are just pointed it out. Jason, anything you want to add? Clive, what are we going to get into for hour two? So folks know to come over. 
I'm going to talk about some uh, recent developments in the field of uh, healing with frequency technology, uh, amazing, inexpensive, uh, portable a frequency device at last, if you like, that you can carry around. That is uh, a tenth of the price of anything that's really come before. All right. You got my attention. You know how I am with cymatics or anything frequency. To me, that's the basis of the creation of form in our world. And we just, you and I both just outlined in different ways, the building blocks of the creation of form. But there it is. That's the first hour of episode 333. When we come back, we're getting into a frequency device, which is the idea of cymatics, which is, as Walter Russell pointed out, you can find creation hidden in the wave. And he goes on to say much more. But come join us at crow777radio.com. That's C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. And we'll go another hour, maybe plus, on what we're about to cover. And I hope to see you all over there. There it is, man. I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. Cheers.
Belief is the enemy of knowing. <laughs>